trying to see the glasses half full But I'm an everything or not girl And I'm not feeling like myself today Today I'm out of commission Tell my friends that I've gone fishing I'm somewhere far away I cannot be reached today Today I'm out of commission But I'll be back so don't go missing me In a day or two Like how I view songwriting is more so like song re receiving, if that makes sense. Like I feel like um, a lot for me, a lot of songwriting, at least my songs that I end up liking the most are kind of like, they just come out all at once. And so I don't even like think too far into them. For me, it's more so like therapeutic a lot of the time. Hello, welcome to the show. This is And If Love Remains. Uh, my name is Mike Levitt. I'm your host, and I am with Grace Gonzalez. Uh, Grace is a singer-songwriter out in Nashville, and uh, amazing talent, um, and a lot of fun. She just released a new song called Out of Commission. So uh, welcome to the show, Grace. Thank you so much, and thanks for the intro. I am excited to be here. Yeah, fant it's fantastic to have you. I'm um, I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about this song now. Um, I, let's start with a little bit of background. Like, um, how long have you been in Nashville? So I moved here uh, twenty was it twenty thirteen? So right after high school, I came here for college. I went to Belmont University, and so I think I've been here like almost seven years. Wait, yeah, almost seven and years. That's crazy. That is crazy. And was your, was the reason to get into the music business? Was that your thought process? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I knew I wanted to be in Nashville and I also knew I wanted to go to college. So I felt like it was kind of the perfect combination. So right. yeah, I definitely wanted to be in Nashville to pursue music, but I studied um, marketing and music business while at Belmont. So I could like learn tools to pursue music. And has that been a, a, a help to you? Are you glad you, d you did that? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think um, despite studying, you know, marketing and, and music business, I still, you know, when you're in Nashville, especially at Belmont, there are artists everywhere. And right. if you're like even just hanging out in by the gazebos or something like you're going to run into someone who's a musician. And so it was very easy to still network and very much be in, the musician world, um, even though I was studying something else. So I think it worked really well and I, and I loved my time at Belmont. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. And, and, and would you like, um, I kind of think of you as a, like part of like the indie scene. Is that how you would consider yourself as like the indie singer songwriter genre? Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. I would consider myself a part of like indie folk, alternative country, Americana. Like yeah. those are probably the main three. I mean, and singer songwriter kind of is like a a definition, like a pretty vague definition. But right, right, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, and and so 
So talk to me about some of the things you, you did in Nashville, some of the, um, some of the projects you worked on and, and, uh, um, a few of the, um, you know, the, the, the guys, some of the cats you got to hang around with and play with. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, there's just been so many different things. I'm trying to think. Right. Um, well, with my time at Belmont, I met a bunch of people, man, I'm trying to just so many people. Um, some cool experiences though, or I played their, uh, country showcase, which was cool. Um, and their battle of the bands, which was awesome too. Like definitely high honors. I, and I was excited to play those. Um, but some of the cool people I've met have been like my scene of people that I kind of work with here. I, I work with, um, a lot of the guys in Waker, um, which is a, a rock soul band in Nashville. And so, they plan a lot of my stuff and they're awesome guys. You should check them out if you have not heard of them. Right on. Um, so they're awesome. And also actually my pursuit of like working with people led me outside of Nashville. I, I don't know if you know, I went to Mobile, Alabama to work with a specific producer like years ago. Yeah. I don't think I did know that. That's great. Yeah. Cause I, have you heard of Brandy Carlisle? Yes. Um, I love her sound. So, um, I wanted, in to fact, work. I think you actually turned me on to her sound if I remember right. Cause I asked you, you know, what, at one point, what kind of music do you like and, and are into? And you're like, you gotta check out Brandy Carlisle. And yeah, I dig her. She's rad. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That was probably like right before I went to go work with, um, with Trina, which was someone she worked on one of Brandy's, uh, Firewatcher's daughters, one of the albums she worked on. So oh, wait, wait, I- Trina, Trina, uh, what's your last name? Shoemaker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen some stuff that she's, do- she's amazing. She's so cool. She's like, she's a badass. Like, she is just a very, very cool human, um, and so talented at what she does. So, yeah, that that was cool getting to work with her. Definitely a highlight of my time in the South. <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome. She produced my first three songs and, um, it was an awesome experience. Went down there with the Waker guys and yeah, I think that really helped me on my path to discovering my sound here, but I'm trying to think of other, like, I don't know. It's just everyone in Nashville is like, is so talented that I just have been blessed to be around so many amazing songwriters and just, I mean, everyone's amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> well, it, it's really great. And and one of the things I think that I find that's unique about what you do is um, you're, you're, um, you're, you write really great melodies that fit the lyrics that you write and your, your lyrics are, are wonderful in my mind because they're, they're simple yet profound. Like they say a lot. And um, I'm kind of curious how you got your, your lyrical voice, how you kind of found that. Thank you. Um, my lyrical voice. I'm trying to, so I, you know, I think a lot, like how I view songwriting is more so like song receiving, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like, um, a lot for me, a lot of songwriting, at least my songs that I end up liking the most are kind of like, they just come out all at once. And so I don't even like think too far into them. For me, it's more so like, therapeutic a lot of the time and so I don't know like I'm sure it's probably an accumulation of like things I read growing up and just having a deep perspective in general and having like 
valuing truth and vulnerability and just liking, I just like talking about those things. And so I feel like that just kind of comes out in my lyrics. Um, and it's also like out of commission was literally like in those lyrics, it's a way to, that's just how I was feeling that day. So that's why it yeah. came out that way. Like I literally spilled coffee on the ground, which I talk about. <laughs> that's I was hilarious. I was pissed because I was trying to write a song every day with my co-writer and we were trying to like, just, we were just trying to, we couldn't think of a, a subject that day. So um, I literally spilled coffee and then I was like, I'm out of commission today. I just can't do it. And then it, it just like flew out. So, you know, I don't I, know. I hope that I is how that is. I, I, I find the same thing when I'm writing like the lyrics, you know, it, they don't come, they don't come, they don't come, they don't come, they don't come. Then there, there it is all at once, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. that's, that's fabulous. So let's let's talk a little bit about out of commission. I mean, it's such a great tune, um, and and I want to talk about some of the production elements. But but first, let's start with the the bare bones. Like, how did the you kind of talk about how it kind of happened and that all happened at once? What about the the music and the um, you know the the structure of it? How did that all work out? Yeah. So after a song is like born. <laughs> <laughs> just that's how I like to talk about it. So I guess after a song is born and out there, then I feel like I take a step back from it and I'm looking at it as like, okay, what does this song need? You know, like it's now has a life of its own and like, what does it need? And so then I try to detach myself from it and just think like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. And I try not, a lot of the time I'll be like, oh no, that's not indie folk. Oh no, that's not alt country, you know, whatever. Because it's hard because we get stuck in those boundaries of genre. And oh, it's so true. Yeah. It's so, it's really hard sometimes because it's like, this is who I am. But it's like, no, you have to serve the song. And so for Out of Commission, I feel like – and I worked with Ryan on this a lot, Ryan Ladd, who was my co-writer, co-producer. Um, and we were like just trying to figure out what this song needed. And Ryan really pushes me a lot, and he was like – kind of challenging me because I was a little worried about the whole like having like saxophone come in like all these things yeah but yeah we were just trying to serve the song so I think oh it was such a cool that was and I wanted to ask you about that because that is such a cool moment for me as I was listening to it um it really had almost a Sergeant Pepper's vibe to it kind of a um you know that kind of low down New Orleans, uh, you know, band thing going on. It was it was a really cool moment that that is very unusual in that style of song, but it, it does it fits the song perfectly. I, I was wondering how that all happened. Thank you. Well, you know, part of it is just having such a talented saxophone player slash just like woodwind instrumentalist on like hanging out in our in our group of people that we know. <laughs> like Alex Matthews is his name, and he's just amazing so we're like oh let's call Alex and see see what he's thinking on this one so that was part of it but also I think we just felt like I don't know like since we wrote the song we were kind of we were really obsessed with the idea of like a marching line at the end in the music yeah. video. like this song since it's birth sorry it cracks me up too when I say birth um, <laughs> <laughs> since it came into the world though like we were like, picturing the music video like so clearly and so we felt like almost because of the music video picture in our mind that it needed like a fun like saxophone at the end and we wanted it to yeah, feel it's almost like an anthem march i mean it's really I mean, it's funny and it, it, it does it feels it's it's low-key it's like chill but it's like 
hey, we're all out of commission together, brother. You know? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's so cool that that came across. That was like totally the goal. So that's great. That's, that's fun. Um, and and so um, and so you're in the middle of Mar- and and at what point do you, do you feel like hey, this is a, there's actually something here that could be really cool that could be really fun. You know, at what point in the songwriting or with this particular song did you think was at the beginning or um, as it's coming together? How did that happen? Um, I don't even. I would say when we could picture. So actually, it's funny. I was between two songs, um, either Comes in Waves, which is not in the world, like I haven't released it yet, or Out of mm-hmm. Commission. And I wanted to work with IAPMD Global, and they they represent, like they're like a resource for people who have period disorders. And so, and that's really what the song is about too, is about that. But so I knew I wanted to work with them, and I knew I wanted to release a song about mental health. And I was like, well, I got a bunch of those, thanks to COVID and thanks to period disorder. <laughs> And so I was like, definitely going to do comes in waves, but it wasn't done. But out of commission was more so done and I could picture the music video for it. And so we just totally turned like, and it was like a week before, like we're insane when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like we should not have made, like made the deadline like that, but we had to get it out for world mental health day, which was October 10th. So it was like crazy deadline. And Yeah. yeah, we're just like, you know what? Actually, it was me. I was like, let's switch. We're doing the other one. And um, I never had a feeling of like, oh, this could be something cool. I know I other than it getting caught caught in my head a little bit, which I was like, okay, that's good. But um, no, I never I never had like assurance really. In, in fact, if anything, I felt nervous because I thought it was so weird. And um, but I've come to realize that that feeling of like, oh, I feel nervous about this song is actually a really good feeling because I've had that with other songs too, where I'm like, wow, this is kind of like, this is a little weird. Like this is kind of pushing the boundaries. And so now I, I'm come to recognize that feeling is a good feeling and kind of a sign of growth. And also just, I think a sign that it's like, I think vulnerability and risk is good. So yeah. That's what a great insight that is. That's really true. You know, it's almost like that uncomfortable feeling is the doorway that we need to go through in order to, 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 you know, to, to, to find the things that we really want and to, to, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's the last battle before we can um, let it go in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was, I was definitely like really confused about the whole thing, especially at the music video shoot when I was like, all right, guys, we're going to like take these fishing poles and we're going to do jazz squares. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. It was definitely all just a real, like it was fun. It was a blast. Like we had a blast, but the whole time I was like, man, this is really weird. (laughs) Wow. No, I can imagine. I mean, you see the video and it makes so much sense, but, but, uh, but I can imagine that shoot people going, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, I didn't even tell them like really any of the vision and we all just showed up and then I was like, all right, this is a jazz square. Here's a fishing pole and let's go. <laughs> so I feel oh, like they great. were troopers though. So. Well, uh, uh, again, this is and of love remains. Um, I'm Mike Levitt. I'm, I'm on, with uh, Grace Gonzalez and her new song out of commission is out. I, I want to talk a little bit about um, um, the, you mentioned it was um, the purpose of it was, was it IMP? Uh, it's I, I 
I am I I A P M D. It's okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long acronym. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so uh, talk a little bit about that because I you, I know you have a um you're you're working with them and and mm-hmm. um what's that all about what is it and and mm-hmm. how should people be aware of, why should people be aware of it yeah so IAPMD is International Association for Premenstrual Disorders and so basically the reason that I reached out to them was because I have premenstrual dysphoric disorder which is a period disorder that um, it's kind of like a neurobiological um, abnormal reaction to your hormonal fluctuations. So basically, you it's way more intense than PMS, which you know, right? It's like a total mood shift um, and like demeanor change in a in a person before their period. And sometimes it goes during into part of the period too, and then goes away. And they're like, it's almost like waking up from a bad dream or just being like, wow, what it, I, I was feeling those things. Like, that's so not me. I was, or for a lot of women, it's like manifests in anxiety, depression, and even a lot for a lot of people too. Um, it's not just women, it's also, um, others. So right. it's also like, suicidal ideation and just really a lot of darkness. And so I wanted to help bring awareness to PMDD and also premenstrual exacerbation PME, because I think I was diagnosed actually in 2017. So I think it was like right after I was that when I met you, I'm trying to think like, I think it was right in that time period. Um, yeah, yeah, when I met you. Yeah. So I had withdrawn from school for it in 2017. I think I met you like when I was in Arizona, kind of like figuring out how to like deal with it. In fact, I I think that's exactly, I didn't know what it was, but I think that's exactly what you were doing. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. Um, That's literally, I met you. So I just wanted to, I I think knowledge is power. And I think raising awareness for something like this is going to be life changing for people because if I had known earlier, it could have changed I mean, I don't regret anything, but it could have changed a lot to know that I had this since I got my period when I was 12. So, yeah. And I think that's, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, insert, you know, favorite PMS joke here. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it, we a lot of times things, things can be taken off as, as, but, but this sounds way more serious. It sounds like something that, that, um, people need to be aware of and be sensitive mm-hmm. to and, and, um, you know, it's more than just having a bad day or, or it, it's, I, I can't imagine what that would be like to, to, you know, ha- both understand that, that, you know, in a cyclical term, like once a month, it's going to, you're going to feel something that, that is, that is horrible and you're going to have to deal with it every month. I mean, I don't really, I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm thankful that, you know, with self-care and mindfulness and like learning tools to deal with it that I've gotten, like I've learned how to deal with a lot of it. There obviously are still terrible cycles. And at this point, there's no like cure, quote unquote. There's things that work for some people, things that don't work for others. There's just not enough research behind it. And so the goal I think behind Out of Commission is to not only raise awareness, but also we're trying to raise money and, uh, for research. So yeah, uh, that's the goal. And it is, it is, I mean, it's a, it's a hormonal thing. It's a physical thing that, that takes you over. Is is that right? So it's not like, it's not 
necessarily a hormonal imbalance. That's not to say that everybody with PMDD doesn't have that, but it's not a hormonal imbalance. It's actually like, uh, it's very, it's, so it's an abnormal reaction to your hormonal fluctuation. Mm. Some people say it's almost like having an allergy to your hormonal fluctuations, which is okay. interesting, but they're still trying to figure out things on it. I think it's just like, yeah, a lot of research still needs to be done. It's just, but it's crazy. There's like a lot of support groups on Facebook and stuff where it's crazy to see like people who have had similar experiences to me and yeah, it's cool. But IAPMD is a really great resource. They have so much information on their site. They have doctors like in whatever area you're in that you can reach out to. And they've just been awesome with collaborating on this whole release. And yeah. So how, how would, if, if somebody feels like they're having, if they're struggling with something like this, like how would they go about finding help? What would they do? Yeah. So there, I would first of all recommend going to IAPMD.org because they have a lot of resources on their site. Um, obviously, you can always message me and I'll help you in any way I can, like direct you to specific resources. Um, but also they have peer support on their page. Um, they have, I mean, you can always, they have like, I'm trying to think, I'm actually like, they have a bunch, they even have like a four patients part of their website. So you can literally click on it and it has a bunch of resources. Um, Yeah, they have a lot. They have a blog. They have like all these things. But I'd recommend going there. I'd recommend joining Facebook groups if you're on Facebook because you can ask questions. You can search through past posts and see what's been working for people. And yeah, just like really using resources online has been like my main thing that I would say there. And can I also mention that if, if you're a partner of someone that you feel may struggle with this and, you know, get information and, and find out also. So, you know, you know, I can only imagine, you know, as a partner, you know, that's gotta be a, a struggle as well. And, and how, and how you can help support them. Yeah, definitely. Like, you mean like, with my boyfriend or like that kind of stuff. Right. Your boyfriend or your, or your husband or, uh, you know, a parent, you know, especially if somebody's young and is really struggling, like, you know, if, and, and if, if, um, I, I guess it, if somebody's struggling, a lot of times we, we don't know what the cause is and, and, um, you know, trying to figure out that to me, that would be the scariest thing. Like once you figure out what it is, mm-hmm. that's a whole other level of like, but it, it's, but it's not knowing <laughs> the, I know. the unknown is always so much more scarier than the known. Oh yeah. No, I was so happy to hear there was like something that I could call what I was struggling with. You know, like once you get like a definition, you really have more power to learn how to, to heal. And so, yeah, de- no, I totally agree. And there's actually also a Facebook group that has support for like for loved ones of people who have PMDD. Cause yeah, that's like a whole roller coaster too. Like i definitely have a lot of, uh, respect for my, for my boyfriend for like, like, obviously he knows I don't choose to suffer from PMDD, but I know it's difficult to, to be right. It's still something that you, that you, you, I mean, if you love somebody, you're, you're, you you get, you struggle, you know, you suffer together, you struggle together, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, so let's, um, so, oh, and also for everybody, there will be a link, um, in the show notes for anybody who would like more information, um, or would like to donate, um, talk about, yeah, you're, you, 
you started the song and then, uh, or you, you released the song and then you started this fundraiser for P- PMDD. Um, it, it, was that in coordination? Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. We were thinking uh, together we could try to raise money and around this, like using the song as a catalyst for that, especially the music video to kind of, you know, get eyes there. So that was our goal together. And we're still working on it. We're actually planning to have uh, merch and we're going to split the proceeds from that. Um, so d- like if you buy merch, it will go to them as well. Part of it. That's great. So yeah, out of commission merch. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all, we all need a little bit of that sometimes. And, and I also, I want to, I want to tell people like when you listen to the song, it is such a fun song. It is adorable. Um, oh, and I wanted, I also want to ask you, is there, okay, this is where my ears go. I'm listening to the song and, I'm, and, and, you know, I can hear a lot of the things that you're doing. Is there a part where like you're pulling things out of tune? <laughs> I mean, it's like, I don't know what it is. It, it feels like it's so perfect with what's going on in the sound, but there's like this melage of, of, um, maybe it's just the, you know what I think it may just be the, the guitar, the, the, um, I'm sorry, what am I thinking of the steel guitar kind of like moving, moving, you know, through the, through the chord progression, but it's, it's just sounds so neat and so fun. Um, I'm curious about what, how, what kind of production did you put into that? Yeah. So are you talking about like the second chorus? Here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I noticed that too. And I was like, do we keep that? Like, what is that? Um, and we just kept it. I don't even know exactly. Well, you know, it just, it, it feels like, like an out of tune is not the right to, it's almost like it's, it, it kind of phases it, like it, you just, you, it, it feels like your, your ears just kind of go, wow. Yeah. No, I <laughs> think, does that sort of the thing. No, I totally agree. And I'm like, okay, what the heck is that? So I don't even know exactly. Which is a happy accident. Yeah. It was a happy accident. We're like, all right, we're keeping it. <laughs> so it totally fits with the song. Cause it, I can, you know, that I know when I'm feeling out, that's kind of, you know, it's that, it's that kind of people are strange feel to it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So. That's cool that you got that from it. Cause that's definitely something that we noticed too. We're like, okay, that's really interesting. So yeah, it was cool. It was cool. But the, but it is, it, it's, it, the sound is top notch. It sounds really good. You did, you, you put together some really good musicians for this. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, let's see, it was the dudes from Waker. So like Alex Matthews, Ryan McClanahan, and then Ryan Ladd, who also was writing Ryan Ladd also, wrote with me and um it produced it mixed it he's also my boyfriend side note (laughs) yeah the inside track there yeah and then um let's see and then matt cleavorn was on it as well he is a great guitar player great pedal steel player um and then yeah and then actually the girls who were in the music video were not on the track but they're awesome musicians too well, one's a music manager, but they're, yeah, they're some of my closest friends and it was just like a really cool crew, honestly. It, it sounds like, it sounds like a lot of fun. It, I mean, it, it does. It sounds like you're having a ball putting the song together yeah. and, and the video is a lot of fun. Um, you can find it, you can find it on YouTube. Um, you can find it on, on Facebook. That's where I, I saw it first. Um, also, um, uh, pimp your Instagram account because uh, I th- my understanding is that's the best place to, for people to find information about you. Yeah, I, um, my Instagram handle is at Grace Gonzalez Music, so I post on there probably more consistently than Facebook. I I like Instagram a lot, um, 
So I'm actually doing Instagram live tomorrow. I think. Oh, right on. Although I don't know. I'm pretty sure this won't be out <laughs> by, by then. Well, it, <laughs> so uh, it probably will be out. To, you'll probably be doing it today. Today's oh. Tuesday. So yeah, I, I'll release it tomorrow on Wednesday. So yeah. um, what time will that be? Uh, 6 p.m. Central time. All right. So, so, uh, that'd be October 28th, 2020, 6 PM central time. There'll be a, a live, um, Instagram. What is it? Live Instagram feed. Uh, we're so I'm doing Instagram live with IAP. So we're just, okay. I, mean, I don't even know everything we're doing. I know we're going to talk about PMDD though. So if anyone's curious to learn more about that too. Great opportunity. Great mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's next with you, Ty? What, what's in the future? What are your, what plans do you have? You have, I know you have other songs. You always have all the other songs ready to go, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. what, what's, what's coming up next for grace? Yeah. Uh, so we have, let's see. I, I guess I have one song that well, I have a few, man, I'm debating. I think it's going to be, <laughs> something's um, going to be coming out yeah. sometime <laughs> soon. No, that's true. I, I likely will be dropping a single in November, which is pretty soon, I guess. Um, another one just cause it's, it's ready to go. Um, and other than that, I am just planning on releasing a bunch of other singles as well as we go into the new year, 2021 and more music videos. So that's kind of the goal. Um, and just that's great. Yeah, that's and I guess what, no touring. Let's talk a little. In fact, I, I have a question. For, we talked a little bit about this off the air. Like, so how has COVID affected the uh, this your scene? So you have like the the overall scene, the whole you know kind of music scene out there in Nashville. But then also there's like your own creative space and and that kind of feel. So let's start with like the overall. I mean, obviously there probably hasn't been concerts or hasn't been you know outdoor mm-hmm. shows and the. So how's that affected you guys? Man, it's been really difficult to see because like most of my friends are musicians and you know that the entertainment field and hospitality field were like oh, it's, you know, destroyed, yeah. <laughs> like literally destroyed by, by COVID. And so I'm seeing like most of my friends are on unemployment um, and just still kind of struggling to figure out what the next moves are. Like I have some friends who they literally just make their income like touring with big name acts in the summer. And they're all I just there's nothing going on. Yeah, there's nothing going on. So thank God for unemployment, honestly, for a lot of my friends, but um yeah, no, not really many shows. There are just some outside socially distanced shows that are popping up around Nashville, like just like some industry people go, that kind of stuff, but nothing really big anymore. I have seen, I mean, we see some of the bigger acts transitioning to like drive-in theater shows, but as like an artist at my caliber, like I can't really, I mean, that would be difficult to do, you know? So it's kind of like interesting. Well, and even then it's so low, like, like when, when, when a big artist is doing that, it almost is, is difficult because there are so people don't understand how many jobs and, and how, when a big act is, is on tour, you know, how that, if, uh, you know, how much, or let me put it differently. When a big act stops a tour, mm-hmm. how that affects so many people in so many ways, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the band, we're talking about roadies, we're talking about the crew, we're talking about so uh, managers, we're talking yeah. about 
uh, venues. I mean, it, oh, it's yeah. a killer and, and it, it, yeah. it, it makes me so sad that, um, um, that, and it's really not people it's, yeah. it's, it's government that have, that has somehow decided that, that music isn't quite as important in people's lives as, as, you know, other things. And, and it, it, it makes me sad cause it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And it's been, I mean, yeah, it's been difficult to see. And, and it's so true. Like so many jobs are impacted. I've seen a lot of people who were on the, on the road, like as roadies with bigger acts too, just posting like, okay, we're screwed too. Like, what do we do? And yeah, it's just sad to see a lot of people like not, not know what to do next. And also a lot of small venues that Nashville holds like near and dear right. to part, like Douglas corner, um, closing, closing their doors after like for Douglas corner, I think it was, they were open for 33 years. That's and, terrible. And they, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to see all of this happening. And that's honestly what hits really hard is those tiny venues that are like the heart of Nashville. Like that, yeah. you know, that's where people, see some of the best up and coming artists that's where the up and coming artists have an opportunity to play like oh that's and that's so man i'm so glad you mentioned that because that's the that's the other thing is is all of it, it it stops people's careers on their track and and mm-hmm. and if when those places shut down like what do you do right I mean, now now you i mean there there isn't a place for for people to perform because you're either going to be a big act and you're going to make people a lot of money mm-hmm. or you're going to be a nobody and play for nothing and so there's no there's no place to kind of like have that mm-hmm. um you know get seen get noticed and 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 start a career that just breaks my heart totally and also it's hard for like i've definitely been talking to a lot of people in the industry and it's like managers, artist managers are not taking on new clients right now. Like even if they love you, they're not going to take you on as a client. Like, right. You know, like they just the risk is too high. Exactly. And so it's, but it's been interesting too, because obviously when tragedy like this happens, people are forced to adapt and think of new, new things. And so I am excited to see where that leads people. Um, but, and well, I- and think about like your partnership, you know, it, it, obviously like that, that, um, um, you know, your, your partnership with, with IAPMD, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, not that you wouldn't have done that anyway, but, but now that becomes, you know, something that's very important in a way that you can, you can be noticed for, um, in a different way, I guess, than, than the normal avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I think it's interesting to see what a lot of artists are doing like online too. How, I'm sure you've, you know, about TikTok and like, right. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen like crazy results from TikTok for some artist friends that I know of, like just going on there and, and talking about their songs and then their, their like videos are blowing up and getting more than a million views or whatever. And then their Spotify well, is directly impacted. So that's an interesting avenue that yeah. I've seen a lot of people take. And yeah, I think people are just going to be forced to get more creative and um, also <laughs> a big focus on sync, which is, I think, yes, that's the I future, wanna, right? I want to focus anyways, cause I've had some success there and yeah. So that's cool. That's really good. What, um, and yeah, that's a whole other topic of discussion. That'd be fascinating to go down. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and I, I had a, I had a question. So, okay. So some things are coming out in November mm-hmm. 2020. Oh, that was the other question as far as COVID, like for you personally in not necessarily like the, the marketing or the business side of things, mm-hmm. but as a, from a creative standpoint, you know, having the time, you know, being able to put out sound, you know, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, you know, we all need a little pressure and sometimes it, and sometimes the pressure will stop the creative process. So for you, how's COVID affected your, your songwriting, your creative aspect? COVID has been great for that. <laughs> <laughs> like on, I hear that. Um, COVID quite just honestly stopped me in my tracks and, and made me think, okay, what are you doing? Like, why are you going in the circle of, you know, artists are great at self-sabotage. And so I think (laughs) that's the truth. Yeah. And I'm great at it. Like, I know I've been very good at self-sabotage. So I think COVID like presented this crazy theme of like uncertainty and it forced me to think, what do you really want out of this life? Like, what are, how are you going to use the talents that I feel like, you know, God gave me and stuff like that. And so it forced me to think and like deal with the fact, I mean, it also forced everyone to think about mortality really. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, our time is not promised. Our time is very short. And uh, I just think it, it forced me that, and that really inspired me while also sent me down an existential like crisis slightly, but like, you know, um, I think that always leads to the best material. Exactly. So it's, it's been great. And really having time there was, I, and now I, I do want to get back into this, but Ryan and I were trying to write every day, like literally every day. So that was awesome. And then having like, I mean, literally forced to sit alone with your thoughts, like that's kind of a creator's dream and nightmare. So like, you know, it's, it's been awesome. And I think that we've gotten a lot of content from that. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really good. It forced me to take things to the next level creatively. Um, it forced me to invest in myself too. It was like, like, uh, I bought an awesome mic, like right as COVID started. Cause I'm like, who knows how much time I get on this earth. I'm going to invest in my music career. I don't know. It's right been great. But what I'm curious about for you too. Oh, you know what? It's been, it's been fascinating. I've definitely had to get more creative, figure out different avenues, um, Mm -hmm. to make music, um, to find ways to, to get my music, you know, heard and seen. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and part of it was, was this podcast and, and that that was a kind of a happy accident. (laughs) Um, definitely I would, I would, I would for sure say that if COVID didn't happen, this podcast wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. And, um, because it just forced me to think like, what, what am I trying to do? And, and, and for me, I want to talk to smart people. I want to talk to, um, interesting people, um, and, and have really cool conversations and, and, and try to work out together. Cause it, it is kind of a community. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, work out together, um, you know, how, how we can make a difference in each other's and in the, in, in, and I don't even think about it in terms of like, you know, trying to fix the world or trying to change the world. I think in terms of like, if one person hears this podcast and then listens to your song and then thinks, oh, you know, if it touches them or moves them or, or, or helps them in any way, like that's all that, that really matters is that one person. And, um, that's cool. and so that's kind of been my focus is even musically, like, um, you know, what am I, what am I really trying to do? You know, and, and, and as long as, as I think if you're reaching for the brass ring, 
um, that's like the wrong, your, your ladder's going up the wrong, <laughs> the wrong wall. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's more, it's more about trying to like, and that's what I really appreciate about your music actually, is that it is about being vulnerable and trying to communicate to the world, something interesting and new that is, that can only be communicated by you. And in that way, it's, it's like, like that song out of commission could not be brought about in any other way than the experiences that you had and in the way that you had. And, and it could not be, um, it's on. And that's what makes art, you know, art is, is the true is true honesty. Um, and whether you're playing a, a, um, you know, a Rachmaninoff concerto or your, um, or, or writing a song or, um, or, or painting the paint, um, you know, painting the picture, um, all those things, it's all about being true and honest and communicating something to the world that, that reveals something about you and about the human condition that couldn't be done in another way. Mm, That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So obviously I've been thinking about existential thoughts too. <laughs> like if you haven't, have, have you really confronted COVID? You know, right. <laughs> like I would be very concerned if people have not been. <laughs> right. You know. No, absolutely. Cause it does, it, it kind of brings everything in focus of like, what are you trying to, what are we trying to do? Like what, what's this whole thing all about? Totally. And, um, you know, so that's a, that's an interesting thing. Well, I am so again. This is Mike Levitt, and if love remains, I'm I'm with uh, Grace Gonzalez, a friend of mine, a singer, songwriter, amazing person. You can hear just her personality. She's just so much fun, and um, I hope you'll check out her song "Out of Commission." Um, check her out at um, at Grace Gonzalez Music. Is that right? Yeah. On Instagram. Perfect. Grace at Grace Gonzalez Music on Instagram and uh, on Facebook. Um, and hey, let's do this again. Yeah. Please, let's do it soon. Yeah, this has been awesome. It's seriously oh. been amazing talking and just, I feel like we're on very similar pages about everything and with COVID and music and yeah, it's been a blast. It has been, it has been, you know, uh, we should do a collab. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Well, and if love remains, this is Mike Levitt. You can check out, check us out www.andifloveremains.com. Um, we do have merch, but the most important thing that you can do is you know, share this, share um, if this interview touched you, if you um, like the music that Grace is putting out, share that, and let's uh, let's get the word out. Let's get the, let's, let's get great art and great music out in the world again. Thank you very much. See you next time.